episode eight. No disclaimers to speak of. Another good boy. Let's go. The drilled Carl's Casita, lovely Ladera Ranch, California. The 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 bubble within the bubble, but I use that all all lovingly. We we love our little bubble here. Very very special place. Like I said before, the type of place you say, "Hey, bye, son or daughter. Go crash your e-bike. Go get into trouble. We'll see you when the street lights come on." And you know that's somewhat lacking in America these days. I feel like so it just had to be documented. And and what is documented? Uh, you ask, I don't know, we're still trying to figure that out. What is this show? It's the same thing. It's a work in progress, a whip, an oral history, art projects of sorts. We're going to talk to some cool people, maybe some a-holes. Uh, you know the drill. If you got something to say, you come on the show and you talk to me. Uh, just email me, cstein, C is in cat, S-T-E-I-N-3-3 at iCloud.com, and we'll get you on here, or LaderaRanchRadio.com. Uh, you know, and with that, I tonight is my first threesome. Oh my gosh, I got two guests in the studio tonight, and they are they are maybe my most esteemed Ladera residents uh, to date. I have with me tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for it? Get ready for it. I don't know if I'm ready for it. I have a Mr. Jay Rogers and Greg Sink in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Let's give them a round of applause. Yes. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me. This is Stein time and it is time to chat. Excellent. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Appreciate it. Excellent. So let me just, uh, you know, you guys are obviously pretty good friends because doing the show together. Um, but who was in Ladera first? I think it was you. I came 2000, in yeah, 2002 for me. Okay, and me is in Greg. So go ahead, Greg Sink, 2003 when you... Uh, 2002, August. Okay, wow. So that's yeah. like the inception, I feel like. Yeah, there's a lot about- of dirt, dirt roads. <laughs> Wow. This and part down here wasn't even was Terramore where I live, right? Yeah, it was not graded yet. How many different uh do you know if like there's Terramore? How many are there? Uh what do they call five them? villages? There's five yeah, there's five villages and then within that there's I don't know how many neighborhoods. There's there's a lot. A lot. Yeah, the five villages, the first one built was Oak Knoll, and that's everything north of Crown Valley. Um and they used all the model homes there and then everything south of that was dirt, and then they kind of started building south. Covenant Hills was the last of the five to be. Oh, really? Built. Yeah. One of my friends calls uh, 
the other side of Crown Valley, Ladera's Canada. <laughs> so that's great. So, okay, 2002. So that's that might be a record, I think. For yeah, those two shopping centers weren't in yet. Really? Yeah, the only thing was the Albertsons across from the sports park. And then that was it because that, that corner was dirt where the Stater Brothers is now. And that wasn't and, Albertsons then. It was a Pavilions first, right? No, the Pavilions is where Staters is now. So how long have you been here then, okay. Jay? You sound like you. I came April of 08. Okay, it's about five years after. And then are you guys both California born and raised or? No, uh, this is Jay and I am I was born in outside, just outside of Boston. Mm. Grew up in Connecticut, went to, did my undergraduate in Boston, came to California back in 1990. Okay. So I've been out here for a long time. I was in Los Angeles for 18 years before coming south and wow. going behind the iron, the orange curtain. Love it down here. Yeah, man. Glad you, glad you made it down here. It's definitely a different world than LA. I could... I well, that when you're young and single, LA is a cool place to be. But once you have kids, you do not want to raise them in Los Angeles. So uh, coming down here was boom shakalaka. Yeah, right thing to do. Right thing to do for sure. Especially the pandemic. I mean, my dad is in retail. He owns a shop up there, and all the restrictions they had for masks and and school, and uh, it was oh, a different just, world up there. Literally, the border. You cross the border, and everything was so different. It was. But it's just being in the state is like being in bizarro land during COVID because it was like, well, COVID's happening. We're going to empty all the jails, but mm-hmm. and, but, but uh, we're going to close all the gun shops because uh, that's not an essential business. But yet all the weed shops, those are essential businesses. We'll leave those open. Woo! And the churches, let's close all the churches because we don't want you right? there. And right? let's close the beaches because it's not like ultraviolet rays of the sun will kill bacteria or anything because it's science, right? So it was, it was kind of crazy living here. And when any kind of common sense says, this is not right. But yet the, the most bizarre thing I remember was watching the news and having the sheriffs chase down a um, paddle boarder in Malibu because nice. he wasn't wearing a mask by oh, himself great. on the ocean. I'm like, this is just the height of stupidity. <laughs> what, what kind of an idiot is running this state? And of course we all know who that is. Oh man. Hopefully, uh, well, we stuck with him for a couple more years. Mr. Nepotism there, Mr. Nepotism Newsom. Yeah. So it's funny you say that I, I was in Hawaii this summer and they were telling me during the COVID mask restrictions that you couldn't be on the sand, but it was legal to surf. So literally there'd be cops and you could book it on the sand. <laughs> and if they would, as soon as you jump in the water, you're safe and they couldn't do anything. But if they caught you on the sand, you're getting a ticket. So he says, it's classic. You just see videos of guys booking it from the beach to the sand and they get in the water and they're good. So, so how, how did you get to Ladera, Mr. Greg, 20 years ago? Oh, good Lord. Uh, so I was born in Indiana. We lived in Hawaii at the time. Ooh, where, what, what island? Uh, Lanai, small oh, island. My okay. dad was a vice president for Dole. So we were out there. We moved to the Philippines um, in the late 60s, moved out of there, 72, up to the Bay Area. Ooh, I got to ask, do you surf? Uh, I did. I'm not. Uh, okay. I did when I was in college. So um, Bay Area. I'm too fat and too slow now. Hey, but, no, don't say that. But, Dude, uh, I got a 10 on the side of my yard. You'll be <laughs> shredding on that thing. But um, no, I went to uh, I went to grade school and all the way through high school up in the Bay Area, the East Bay. Okay. And went to school down here at Long Beach State. East Bay meaning Oakland, right? Or uh, a little further east, Walnut Creek area. Okay, Small yeah. My town. grandparents lived in Rossmore for a minute. Okay, retirement so, community. Yeah, we lived there. in Moraga. Okay, yeah. and uh, kind of a small, small town like like Ladera, very family oriented. And then uh, went to school at Long Beach State. Oh, my dad went there. And uh, 
Met a girl at a bar. It was more of a club, but anyway. Yeah, that's right. The rest is history. And then, uh, you know, we got married, had some kids. We moved to Lake Forest and then uh, moved from Lake Forest to here. So, And what's your oldest child? She just turned 40. Wow. Congrats, yeah. man. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. And yeah. how many do you have? We have uh, four that I know of. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Boom shakalaka. <laughs> So, um, anyway, no, we have, uh, my, I met my wife. She had three kids. Okay. I raised them, uh, with her from the time I was 23. Oh, that's beautiful. We had another one at 27 and then, uh, so we got four. Very nice. Four grandchildren. Oh, wow. Two in Texas, two in San Clemente. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So we, we moved here specifically because it was a family oriented place and um with all the nonsense that's been going on lately um between the crime and the e-bikes and all the yeah. other things that are popping up on the different um social media sites you know um recently i kind of stuck my head out there and decided that i was going to try to take a little bit more of a stand to try to write some of this well, you're spearheading so, the e-bike movement, or at least getting some kind all, of... Uh, really all of the safety. It's not specific to the e-bikes. The e-bikes are part of the problem. But, I mean, if you look at everything that you've seen between the stabbings and the, um, you know, the, the, the assault on people in the, in the parks and, you know, fight club and whatever else is going on, um, break-ins, walking into people's homes and just yeah, brazen stuff. Break-ins. You know, it's... Um, it's out of control and I think really we're, um, kind of isolated and because Ladera is one of those communities that people kind of think, well, it's, it's a safe place. It actually has the opposite effect, um, where, you know, now it's fair game for everybody to just misbehave. It was too much complacency. Everybody, everybody's entitled (laughs) here. All the kids get all the toys and parents you know yeah you have three boys jay what's your oldest my oldest is 21 so he's out there mobbing on an e-bike yeah (laughs) one of them's gotta be uh my youngest your Uh, youngest and how old is he he's 14 oh see my youngest is about to be 11 he's begging for an e-bike but no he ain't yeah mine is eight he's gonna graduate eighth grade next week he's 14 he loves the e-bike hangs out with all of his buddies and everything i got a 16 year old who doesn't have a license yet but he's kind of more hanging out with kids with cars okay and then my oldest son is just going into his what they call his cow year at west point so the he's at the u.s military military academy at west point Con- so he's, that's amazing what's a cow year uh, it's his third year okay okay yeah. do you know why they so call it a plebe, cow year your plebe your first year you're a yuck your second year a cow your third year and then a firsty your senior wow year. so does he West Point is it Army or is it all branches? Yeah, it's or, Army. Army. Okay, so does he? He wants to be just an officer of, not just an officer, what, just but an yeah. officer. I mean, yeah, yeah. I didn't mean it like that. I meant like, uh, I know so many. I mean, you go there, you have to be an officer of some yeah. kind. I feel like, but I mean, yeah. you can go all the way up to admiral and admiral, not, admiral navy, navy, but uh, general, yeah. general. Yeah. Um, Wow, that's really cool. I never. So he's not messing with e-bikes. No, right? He's not messing with anything. He's on a he's on a straight path. He's probably correcting the the older ones. Wow, that's uh, yeah. The e-bikes. I feel like I go to the skate park a lot, so I see. Um, you know, I'll walk up there sometimes on a weekend, and there's literally 
12 to 15 plus e-bikes just parked right out front, not even locked up. Uh, you're talking tens and tens of thousands of dollars and just bikes right there. Yeah. And it's these little kids, not a single one of them is over 15. Um, and it's just a trip to me to, to just see the kind of, I guess, money that some of these kids have to buy these bikes, A, because they go like some of the Surons or whatever, the ones that look like dirt bikes that have no pedals that literally go like 50 mile an hour plus. Yeah. Uh, those are easy five grand at, at minimum. Yep. So, I mean... I, I don't know. So, okay, so you go back to the safety. I get that it's a safety issue. Um, what's the worst e-bike accident you've heard of in our community? Uh, I've heard rumors of some some girls t-boning into the side of a truck. Um, I, you know, you get little bits and pieces here and there. I uh-huh. haven't I haven't seen anything firsthand. I've had several near misses. I've had some of the kids just blow through the intersection up there by Baskin Robbins doing wheelies through the yeah, intersection. Always almost, the almost taking them out. They're so Chased them down, yelled at them. And you know, they're just, you know, I, I don't think it's the majority of the kids I think are, are pretty good. I think there's a handful that, that needs some correction. Yeah. So we gotta, we gotta fix that. What amazes me was I'm driving either bring kids to school or to the store or whatever else is how many kids, have a helmet hanging on their <laughs> handlebars. <laughs> it's just like, my God, if your mom saw you now, you know, I would hope that she'd give you good whooping. Kids but, don't uh, get whoopings anymore now. Come on. I, know. I think that died with uh, my, my peoples. I'll be 40 next month or July. And I feel that kids don't get spanked anymore. Yeah, it's unfortunate. That's it is. why we have these problems. They need they need a good uh or back in the day I feel like my neighbor used to be able to whip my ass if I was like acting up, you know? I might risk the Could you not, imagine if not you anymore. Yeah, not anymore, dude. That's why the kids are so brazen, probably. Because they just have no no repercussions driving what, around on What's these. interesting is I actually studied criminal justice undergrad and mm. uh the stories of when the country was first being formed, especially when I went to school in Boston. And you had the South End, which was all the Irish families. You had the North End, which is all the Italian families. There was like almost no crime in any of those areas because the grandmas would be sitting out on the stoop and any kid started acting up, she'd smack him upside the head, take him to his house, and his mother would give him a beating too and say, thank you for doing that. And Dude, they were the watchdogs and everything else. There was very, very, very little crime back then. That's it, so true. What really caused it was when they started busing people to different neighborhoods and trying to do this forced integration after the 60s and 70s. And that's what started spreading that problem out because then people were getting put in neighborhoods they didn't recognize and the apparatus that was in place with the the people that would hang out in the older generations, they didn't know those other kids, so they really couldn't do much to Discipline it. Discipline them, I get you. It's hard to take you home to mom for a beating if you have no idea where mom is or who yeah. mom is. Or who this kid is. I've never seen him before. He's in our neighborhood. What's going on? Yeah. So, I mean, but what's the answer? Are you just going to get cameras everywhere? I don't want that. I don't want cameras everywhere. AI facing, or are they going to have like some kind of RFID tag on their bike to, you know, single light? Well, I, 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 can, I can tell you that um, the, the big issue that we've had is we're kind of on an island. Um, we're, we're unincorporated, so we don't have our own law enforcement specific. Mm-hmm. to us and so i think a lot of the confusion has been 
you know, Orange County Sheriff is the answer for everything, and it's not. So Orange County Sheriff is the answer for crime-related items, but um, CHP handles anything related to traffic. And so when we talked to them recently, CHP is showing only one call report for our community. I read some about that on the Facebook page. Yeah. So, you know, that's a problem because basically it's squeaky wheel gets the grease. So I'm trying to get the message out to everybody that if you see something, make the phone call, get it logged. I had kids in, in our pocket park tearing it up and I, you know, got them on camera. I Mm -hmm, put them on my, on my iPhone and then I called the sheriff and I filed a vandalism report and then I sent the information over to Larmac. So, you know, look, it, it, Again, it's not all the kids, but the ones that are destroying everything, yeah, that, those, sucks. that that needs to change. And we do have to have cameras because we can't do anything without proof. Um, so if we don't have proof and we can't identify them, so there's there's not a whole lot we can do, and it's just going to continue. So um, there are a lot, I can tell you there's a lot of changes in, coming into place. Um, the CHP has already been showing up at the schools during the peak times, they know the peak locations and times. And are they just going to write them a ticket for running a stop sign? Or I, like- I think what they're they're doing is is trying to just be more visible. Okay. Um, I don't I don't think they're in the business or interested in writing a whole lot of tickets unless there's something like crazy. Yeah. But I think they're really trying to. They're more interested in education, making sure that the parents and the kids know that they're out there, that they're going to be visible, and that they are going to enforce it. They get caught a second time. I'm sure they'll get a they'll get some sort of a citation, but. I think by and large, um, we need the visibility. We need people to feel safe again. Um, we need the kids to follow the rules just like the adults. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think e-bikes are great if they're handling them properly. Totally. you got to be responsible. But, you know, there's there's a lot of work to be done. Sadly, so. I think it might take somebody getting kind of injured for something maybe extremely drastic to happen but it'd be nice kind of like jay was saying to have a self-governing society where we could kind of light a kid up maybe not you know give him a little smacking but but we or citizens have the ability to give him a citation or maybe like i said they have some kind of scanner on their bike or something we have an app on our phone we point our phone at them it gets the bike information and they get x amount of those strikes and then boom they get that that's kind of the whole idea behind having some of the cameras in some of these locations because we have to be able to identify them the the big problem is that kids are not required to give their id Mm-hmm. so that's a real problem for law enforcement law enforcement's not given the tools to do anything um to correct the behavior um unfortunately they have a no chase policy um i don't really think um that's something that we should broadcast to the kids <laughs> yeah but, well i mean what but I, I can tell you you know we've talked to them and kids go up and they bang on the on the door where the where the sheriffs are um for their break room up there by CBS. are you serious they bang on the door and they taunt them yeah. that's gnarly yeah. see that they taunt is them into extremely a gnarly yeah. well you saw the Suron video i don't know if you saw that when the no. kids came in uh it was what probably three three weeks ago yeah these kids came in from lake forest on their you know brought their surrounds and yeah you can see it it's it was posted on the dad's facebook page and a couple other places it was a but pack there, of about 20 or 30 kids that was more than that there were a hundred ding dong ditching the sheriff or they were just no, riding just no. riding on the streets weaving in and out of traffic Closing. like pulling yes. wheelies just it was doing, bad yeah 
Ugh. Yeah, there were about a hundred of them, and they the CHP is starting. They have a forensics team that does all social media forensics, so they tracked them back to Lake Forest. And thank God. What about that one guy that was in the roundabout, and they tried to uh, they van was it van something crazy happened? Or I'm so just, what happened was this is another public safety issue, and it's that one. This one was crazy. So what they did was they took cones from the sidewalks or construction area, and they blocked the roundabout. So people were driving through the roundabout, and all of a sudden. It's blocked off, and they got out to move the cones. Then the kids came out of the bushes and attacked them and threw stuff at them. And See, that you know, is insane. Like, wow. What it's going to take is somebody with a concealed weapons permit <laughs> to blow one of those kids' heads off. Sadly. And all of a sudden, it's going to be like, oh, you're a bad guy. It's like, no, I was being attacked in the middle of the night. And, uh, you know, Dude, but. And um, I, yeah, I did what any normal human being would do trying to protect himself scared shitless because there's six dudes. Or especially kids when it's in the back women. seat. A lot of times oh, it's a woman go. with yeah. her kids in a car seat in the back, and she gets out to move the cone, and then they come and attack her. I mean, that's... And we have no idea who those kids are in the roundabout. That's like next level. Um, it's 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 ambush. Yeah. And, you know, and the problem is the kids think it's it's funny. Um, but the, the problem is, you know, some of these kids are throwing eggs, frozen eggs, water balloons, whatever, yeah. right? And so... You know, those are the things that we're looking at tactics to Mm -hmm. um, try to figure out how to correct it. Because, again, it's these are kids that are out later in the evenings. um, And unfortunately, summer's right around the corner. Mm. Um, We know a lot of a lot of parents have a well, be home when it's dark. Well, it doesn't get dark until 930 on June 21st. So, you know, um, we part of the problem is lack of parental supervision. There we that, go. That's what it comes down yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I see eight-year-olds out there solo yeah. driving their e-bike around. I'm like, oh. And it's unfortunate because if you think back to 2000 when, or even before then, when they started planning this community, you know, I got to give credit to Rancho Mission Viejo and they structured this place. If you notice, I mean, there are almost every street is a dead end with a roundabout. Mm-hmm. And so it was designed so that neighborhoods would interact that there wouldn't be a lot of traffic through well, there. That's a great fact. So it was an I it was the whole concept was around really building a community that p- families would get together all the time. And I feel like they've done that to a great extent. More some neighborhoods more than others. Okay, yeah, but, true. But uh, and that that was kind of the program that we had set up especially through Larks with our our neighborhood reps where we had uh, you encouraged one person to step up per kind of village or neighborhood or whatever. Five boroughs. I'm going to call them boroughs. Well, yeah, those five boroughs. But <laughs> smaller than that into the little different communities. And then we will give them money. Uh, we'll give them gift cards towards uh, food and drink and that sort of thing to put on block parties. Really? Yeah. Stein Time will sponsor one. Boom. Yeah. So what Who's you do got is Terramore? you, you got to go to your neighbors in your, your development, maybe, you know, 50, 60 houses, whatever. Make sure everybody's invited. It has to be, you know, yeah. Inclus- yeah. inclusionary. Um, but as long as everybody's invited, Larks will help sponsor that stuff. And obviously, you're going to probably go beyond what we'll give you because it's based on the number of houses in your neighborhood and all that. But, you know, when I first got to Ladera, I ended up being the guy that, Worked with another mom a couple streets away, and we organized several block parties. That's fun, dude. And That's it was really great. Fun. And we did, you know, all kinds of fun stuff in the pocket park that we had there. And we had bounce houses, and we had, we would make those uh, frozen slushy machines. We'd make margaritas for the parents Ooh. and that thing, you know. Dude. Um, Boom shakalaka. Yeah. So, I mean, you can have a good time with it and really get to know your neighbors there. And with that concept and with that structure in place, if we can just get 
parents to open up their eyes and look around and be aware of their surroundings and be aware of the kids in the neighborhood. You know, that's the whole idea of a neighborhood watch mm-hmm. is see something, say something, you yeah. know. And I know Jennifer Powers, who runs the uh, the one f- Facebook group about uh, Ladera Ranch. Uh, neighborhood watch. Neighborhood yep. watch. Okay. You know, she's been posting a lot of things out there and try to organize different groups and have the tools from the sheriff's department and other stuff for the neighborhoods to get together. Um, I know Greg and I have kicked it around with, you know, a group of dads going out vigilante style in the night up and down the well, trail. Dude, to, if they're freaking setting up ambushes in roundabouts, that's fully warranted. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the problem is you got to be careful with that because then, yeah, then what happens is you get somebody that takes matters into their own hands and then you have assault on a minor and that's all yeah, a different deal. I can see and that too. So, you know, that's, that's kind of, a, <laughs> you know, you want to go out and do what you can, but you know, at the same time, you know, we gotta be, we gotta be smarter than them. And, you know, I keep telling everybody this, this is a psychological social war that we have to figure out how to win. We have to do our Intel. We have to do all of our homework and then we got to figure out what works against them because, they're afraid of something. They're clearly not afraid of law enforcement or some of these other things. But I know just from my interactions with them, they don't like to be videoed unless yeah. it's themselves doing the videoing. Okay. Okay. So I can tell you that. Um, I keep, I just keep championing the whole thing. You have a camera on your phone, have it ready. If you see a bunch of e-bikers, I get mine ready to go because I don't know if they're going to be jerks or if they're going to be polite. Yeah. And so I just, I'm ready. And if I see it, I start videotaping. And then that's how we're going to identify the, 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 the bad actors in all of this. And then we'll figure out how to handle the correction part of it. But, yeah, I think we need to do something about this ambush mentality. And that you know, and the vandalism, doing donuts throughout the baseball fields, yep. that stuff pisses me off. And people know. don't realize that that affects your homeowners association yep. and the cost to repair oh, that. I mean, it's thousands enough. of dollars to do the all the re, re-turfing and everything in those yep. areas so it's it adds up and it affects every everybody that lives in the community your hoa dues go up little shit throwing furniture yeah. in the pools and really oh yeah God. they, they take and the there's no cameras at the pool or they they've taken those we down they climb up and take them down oh they what? wear hoodies and masks all the time yeah they're little jerks wow there are some kids yeah. are much gnarlier than we, i thought I they saw, were apparently we saw some footage of them you know i hate to tell everybody this but there were some kids peeing in the Flint Ridge jacuzzi, so you know they jumped the fence, went in. By the time security got there, there, the kids were already gone. Were they drinking booze or no? Uh, they were young kids, like just six, hey, I'm gonna jump the fence and piss in the jacuzzi. Six, seventh graders. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. what it takes to impress chicks nowadays, or well, something. Well, I think they're what? just being clowns. You know? <laughs> yeah, just totally. Better to do so. Stupid. Somebody had left some pizza there, and apparently they ate a couple slices and threw the rest of them in the pool, but. You know, all these things that and, you know, taking the fire extinguishers yeah, off. Yeah, it's and, just respect. And, and going into the bathrooms and they, yeah. they they spray the whole bathroom. I mean, all of that stuff costs us money because somebody's paying to clean it up mm-hmm. and it's us. Yeah. And so, you know, it's bad enough that our, our dues are going up for general maintenance and all the other things. But, you know, this stuff is, is preventable. And that's what infuriates me is that I'm paying the price for these other yeah kids and what they're doing and you know you can call it what you want you can call it bad parenting or you just you know kids are just being jerks um it, you know it doesn't matter to me 
It doesn't matter. It it needs to be fixed. Well, it's disrespect. That's exactly what it is. It's disrespect. You never. I was always taught you never. You know, you can dig or whatever, but you never defame or vandalize someone's property. You never touch property. Period. I caught a kid in our pocket park, and I've catch him every week, two or three times. And I caught him last week, and I told him. He says, "Well, why can't I ride my bike in here?" And I and he says, "It's not your property." And I'm like. Yeah, it is. It's Larmac property. You're yeah. destroying what we put in there. But that's the mentality, right? So that's that's what the kids think. It's like, well, it doesn't belong to you. It's not your house. So what do you care? Right? So that's, yeah, that's the, stupid. It, yeah. I feel like they should just give them that whole area in front of the skate park. That dirt We've talked about there. that. But, you know, the problem is you have to fence that off. Um, if you want to control it, otherwise you're going to have a lot of kids coming in from out of the area and mm. then they destroy it and then they become a problem from the outside and then we're liable for that. Um, so the skate park is nice because it's enclosed and you're required Love to have a key card. Park. That's my favorite thing about this whole community. You know, um, so that's that's always the challenge, right? It's not that we couldn't do it, but um, we've we've looked at that and we know that it's going to be at least 200000 to put you know, a dirt fence. No, 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 a dirt track over there, like oh. in that open area between the skate park Got and it. the pool. I'm not even that. saying like a track with jumps. That's mighty nice of you. I'm just saying give them that dirt patch to do donuts and be idiots in. Well, yeah. Yeah, so. but even if you give it to them, it's not destroying anything, so they want to go somewhere yeah. else where they can. <laughs> well, they, yeah, well, it's all they, about destroying crap. Yeah, and the other thing is they like to do the wheelies and all that stuff, and so yeah. you know they're, they're going to get half their thrills on a dirt track. I mean, they were up there tearing up behind eos and up by where the sports center mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. they were um the whole hillside yeah they tore that all up and they put a, tr- a track in up there um filled filled the v ditches with dirt they cut the sprinkler lines which that's oh a fire break gosh. for the stores we have to maintain that so all of their tools were confiscated <laughs> they took them down to to the Avondale clubhouse and the kids had the balls to come and ask for their tools. No back. way. They they should have, the cops should have came. Well, that's they got all, we got all their information and then they said, well, we're going to have our, our parents come, which the parents did come. And then it turns the, out two of those kids were from mission Viejo. Um, there were a few other kids that were, um, you know, their parents were renters here. So, you know, if we catch them and we can validate that they're doing the damage, we can assess fines. We can we can lean the property. Revoke if, their pool privileges. We can't do that, but oh. we can lean. Okay, um, wow. And so, like a mechanics lean? Or a no, it's a lean on the property. Wow. Yeah, if they don't pay it, they get they get leaned and it's a minimum $1,500 plus whatever damages. Ooh, there so we that, go. That, that hurts. That damage that they did up there was $1,500 just to replace the irrigation and we had to run a bobcat, which was another fifteen hundred bucks. So it was three thousand dollars worth of damage. Damn. You know, and it's just, you know, I kind of like the idea though. Some are way far away, build your own jumps, like away from everyone. But yeah, they can't be the vandalizing property to no. do it. So filling I mean, up storm drains. We and, have the Ladera Ridge Trail that goes from basically across the street from the dog mm-hmm. park all the way down to the bottom by of Covenant. Cox and all that. They're, they're not allowed that's to ride on those, though. Yeah, that's oh, right. They're 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 California. Not, yeah, yeah, they're, they're not, not allowed. allowed to ride on those trails, so they get chased off of there, too. I mean, you have to remember that these are lithium batteries, and they do catch fire. And there yeah. was one that caught fire on the backside of... Um, Cecil Pasture over there about a week or so Ooh. ago. Okay. And it was right on that hillside that goes down in the Arroyo. Yeah. 
And the sheriffs were down there sliding down the hill trying to put the thing out before the fire department got there. That's crazy. That's a but bad yeah, that spot. just happened yeah. like a week or so ago. So you know, that's that's the other problem is that we're trying to find open areas for these guys to ride, but there's a lot of limitations on what they're able to do. So um, it it's definitely something that we're going to try to figure out something that makes sense for them, but also squeeze down on on the ones that are doing the stupid stuff. Okay. So I like it. All right. Let me give us our life pro tip. I think this is the longest I've ever went into a show without our life pro tip. So this one, uh, I don't know much about computer science, but it says life pro tip: Stop engaging with online content that makes you angry. The algorithms are keeping you angry, turning you into a zealot and you aren't actually informed. What do you guys think? I a hundred percent agree with that. You do. Do you know much about algorithms? I know enough that they're pretty, you know, enough to be dangerous, so to speak. But, you know, one of my favorite podcasters, no offense to you, is Joe Rogan. <laughs> Boom Joe Rogan says, talks about that all the time. He says, you know, I hang out with all these comics. And I said, I make comments all the time, but I never go look at the comments because it's just going to piss me off. And he told a story the other day of one of his buddies that was on, in Hawaii with his family and did a show and then went and looked at the comments after and he was bummed out the entire time there. So it's just like, you, you know, you got to realize as a public figure, somebody that says things get, gets repeated a lot. Never look at the comments. Just, All right. I like that. If, if you believe in what you say, say it with confidence and don't look back. I think this is saying if you're maybe, let's say you're super, let's say you hate Joe Biden and you look up, you know, everything bad about Joe Biden, the algorithms are just going to keep feeding you negative style (laughs) articles. So it's just going to increase your hate more and more and more and more. Yeah. That's what it's saying. I mean, I think that's possible. I love what you're saying. You can't ever look at the comments, right? Like uh, this is a passion project for me. If I had comments, I wouldn't. Yeah. There was the, uh, what was that? It was on Netflix during COVID. It was the, the people that were from Facebook and all those places, the engineers that were no longer working there were talking about how they program the stuff and how they do the algorithms and how, yes, it, it reinforces the negative stuff in society. So it was, it was a, like a cautionary, it was a real popular series on there like two, three, two and a half years ago. And it, it basically interviewed all these different engineers and they went through and explained how they do this stuff and how, you go down that rabbit hole, you click on that one link, and then all of a sudden it sends you a second one and a third one and mm-hmm. a fourth one. And next thing you know, two hours later, you've seen 30 different clips that just takes you down this place yeah. and just further reinforces that in your head. And unfortunately, that's the social media stuff that affecting all of our kids. Yeah, or it's the AI stuff. It learns your it learns about you and it just keeps feeding you stuff based on your likes and oh he looked at this photo for seven seconds he looked at this photo for three seconds he must need more stuff like this that he looked at for seven seconds and it's such a trip to think that that's like uh it's not even a person it's an algorithm that somebody obviously wrote or coded but it's essentially something that's living on its own out there in cyberspace forming our or forming not people's uh viewpoints thoughts i mean I, I don't know where do you guys get your news do you read the newspaper is there a site you check every morning um is there news i try to watch <laughs> yeah, i mean your real news not <laughs> I mean, fake news talking about where do you get your real news from? i mean we start watching joe rogan's that, a good news source you know when you when you start finding more truth in al jazeera and uh, <laughs> uh you know the, U, the uk 
<laughs> you know, it's 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 a little bit scary, but yeah, it's it's frustrating because news is not the same as it used to be, and now it's just all commentary. Um, you know, it doesn't matter which side of the fence you're on. It's it's just that's that's how they sell either their streaming service or or mm-hmm. their broadcast. And um, you know, you really you really have to do your homework, and I think that's the the scary part, especially when we get closer to election time. Yeah. Is that people make decisions, key decisions on who is going to run things for us based on 10 to 30 seconds worth of information that they see either online or on TV or whatever. And it doesn't matter if these are measures, you know, Johnny needs tissues again because the schools <laughs> don't have any money. I mean, I, you go back to when the original um, lotto 649, it used to be right. That was going to solve all of our problems for, for education, the, for the education. Wait, what's 649? That was the old lotto it was six. It was six numbers out of 49. Oh, and I, now get it's it. like, I get what it. What is it? 51. They added a couple more numbers to make your, your Dude, odds worth worse. So, um, you know, but that was, that was part of the, the, the big lie. That's when all that stuff started is, is, you know, if you, if you look at this every two years, there's always a measure that comes up that says we need to fix the air conditioners or the, or the heaters in the schools, they're leaking. Um, Some kind of proposition. They, they don't have enough money for books or computers or whatever it is. And it's, it's just an endless cycle of siphoning the money from the taxpayers. So, you know, um, and who's complicit is the secretary of state who writes these things in a way that sounds so innocuous, like, Oh, mm. here's the thing to, you know, have unicorns and rainbows everywhere. And you're like, Oh, that's great. And then you read the fine print and it's like the exact opposite. And it's like, yeah, are you kidding me? Like, what are you talking or about? It's like in order to do this, yep. you're going to have to pay this much more here or in there. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've accused my kids of getting, they'll, they'll say something to me and I'm like, well, where do you get your information from the Kardashian news network? Or, uh, you know? Boom shakalaka. <laughs> Dang. So, Sadly, yeah. probably. Yes. I mean, so, so many people, I mean, it's tough. You, did you guys see Ron DeSantis announced and he did it on Twitter? Did you guys like? I, catch I didn't that? see it. I heard, I heard it had some. It was glitches. horrible. Yeah, yeah was I it? mean, it was like all glitchy and uh, yeah. I bet he wishes he could have a redo there, but it's uh, it's kind of crazy that that's the platform he would you know choose choose to announce on. But I guess maybe Twitter is now a legitimate news source. I like what Elon did when he bought it of releasing all those documents. And that's one thing. Talk about politics and pissing me off. Like the way that, oh, they censored conservative people and just messed with the idea of free speech. That really, really gets me deep down. It, it, it truly does. Yeah. The amount of corruption that we've seen in the past five or six years is unprecedented. And, you know, everybody loves to say that like Watergate was the greatest scandal in political history, and the stuff that happened in the past couple of years far exceeds anything Nixon ever even tried to do or think of. I mean, Hillary Clinton paid for a Russian dossier to put out there so she could beat Trump, mm-hmm. and Obama had his CIA and other people get involved to perpetuate that story. And the 51 former heads of intelligence people signed on to it so he'd have a talking points memo so he could win the debate. I mean, it's just... It's fucked. And then before Trump even... I mean, it's amazing Trump did anything while he was in office because he it's faced two impeachments. Day one. Day one. Before he even they were started. Him. Yeah. 
they were against him and the mainstream media was I'd never seen that I mean granted he did cheapen the presidency that's one thing I didn't like about him was I feel like he wasn't as distinguished in delivering his words as he should have been I feel like tweeting from the toilet yeah I feel like there's an aspect to cheapen the presidency a little bit that way but the media never gave him he didn't have a freaking shot and it's sad because he deserved one because people open their eyes and look and they say maybe people aren't familiar with the term lobbyists and what lobbying is but you know lobbyists freaking rule our country because they every politician's in someone's pocket by someone i mean some kind of company paid millions of dollars to get them where they are and that favor is going to become payable at some point in time in the future but not with trump he spent all his own money to get where he is so love him hate him at least you could say the guy was literally in nobody's he's one of the few politicians that actually lost money while (laughs) he was in office Versus all these other people, yeah, like come out. Nancy Pelosi, who's a better Ooh. stock picker than right Steve Cohen and George Soros <laughs> and all these billionaire hedge fund Buffett, people. Yeah, her, her their her trading pattern is so much better than everybody else's. It's like, hmm, who's going to look into that? And and they all keep fighting it, and they keep trying to bring up this act. And I, that one thing I will give credit to the AOC for is she's saying, hey, we should have this ban on stock trading. And they brought it up several times, but enough people are stuck in that swamp yeah. that will not, it won't even come up for a Exactly, vote. stuck in the swamp. Two yeah. words, term limits. Absolutely. My, that's it. We that need would it solve. so bad. There, there's no reason for somebody who is approaching 80 years old to, <laughs> to be running things Or approaching anymore. 90 where they have to wheel them in just to vote mm. and they don't know what else is going on. You know? Yeah. Um, it's they, they're, they're, I think we need to have term limits and I need. I think we need to have competency, um, you know, testing for, for people that um, are going to be making decisions like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously everybody's seen all the stuff with Biden, but... You know, Diane Feinstein's Feinstein. she's she's, she's a, a bit of a hot mess right now, and Pelosi's starting to go on the crazy train. So, but look at um, this. I mean, last year we knew John Fetterman had brain damage, yeah. and you know what you call the elder abuse when Biden's wife does it, or you know just abuse when this other guy's wife. They forced him in so they could be in politics and have the power, <laughs> and then he gets elected, and then two weeks later he's in a mental institute for a couple months trying to get his head straight. And he, he don't even wear a suit. That's he wears a shorts trick. and a sweatshirt to show up to press conferences. And it's like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, yes. And you hear him talk, and it's like, even in the debates when he got up there, <laughs> after the debate, thank you very much, everyone. It's like, wow. Yeah. This guy is so far out of it. Yet they elected him. They le- Yeah. They, well, hey, huh, don't go down there. <laughs> 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 it's a community show. Okay, so next I got I got one more life pro tip or I have an unethical life pro tip. Yeah. You guys can choose which one you want. You want the unethical or you want the life pro? Greg, you choose. Flip the coin. You got a coin flip? I all right, I got a ball. Sound on there? Ready? Well, you didn't call which was which. I would say that would be Tails and Tails. It would be the unethical. Let's go with that. Let's see what you got. Unethical life pro tip. Instead of asking a possible sex worker for sexual services, ask for a photo session. A member of law enforcement will decline immediately. Unethical life pro tip for you. Fortunately, I've, I've <laughs> yeah, none of us getting really speak to that, but hey, I've never been. You in guys that situation, asked for, but... for the the unethical. Okay, but I do ask my guests, so I, I ask them to re. It's, I call that LPT life pro tip. Um, reappropriate that for me, please. And each of you, go ahead and give me a Ladera pro tip. 
my Ladera pro tip would be get involved in the community. Um, whenever, you, if you're a new resident here, we have uh, new, new resident, resident homeowners receptions. Saw that. Um, like, think quarterly or something. Mm-hmm. Show up because we have all the different services and, and that are going to be available to you. You get a rundown of all the different events that Larks has planned. Um, a lot. So, you know, for people that are just hearing this from the first time, you know, within Ladera Ranch, we have actually two two different organizations that run the community. LARMAC is the Ladera Ranch Maintenance Corporation, and that who's your pay your homeowners dues to. And they take care of all the physical properties here in Ladera, all the parks and the roadways and all that other stuff, the clubhouses, the pools. That's all maintained by them, and that's that's where your 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 dollars go every month when you pay your HOA fees. And then the other organization is Ladera Ranch Community Services, or LARCs. And LARCs has a very different function, and it is actually a community services organization. So there's only a, only a few of them in the state of California. But the way it is structured, and the again, shout out to uh, Rancho Mission Viejo Company that started this whole thing. Um, they set it up where basically when you buy, when a home is sold for the first time, there's a percentage of your sale of the house that comes out that funds I've seen that's like 0.25% or something. Yeah, and then every time it's resold, there's a small percentage oh, okay. that if comes it's resold, out. I don't know about the brand um, new percent. So the, I think the first first sale was like half a percent, and then every time it's sold, they're on, it's a quarter, quarter. of a percent. A, yeah, I think it's a quarter and an eighth, or depending, quarter, yeah, depending like on when you're going in and out. But yeah. yeah. So that money funds Ladera Ranch Community Services. And what they are responsible for is, first of all, communications. So the Ladera Life. Yeah, I get the email every week. It's a great email. Yeah, LaderaLife.com, the website that we maintain, which is, um, and it's really gone through an upgrade and evolution in the past few years. We've put a lot more resources behind that. So now if you want to redecorate your house or paint your house you can go online look at your tract where you live and get the paint palette mm. you want to change your landscaping you can go on there and see which plants you can and can't use and that sort of thing you used to have to go to the clubhouse ask for it get the paperwork do all that now you can do all that stuff on oh, that's great line. to know that's a you good. can reserve the clubhouses the pools areas you want to have barbecues whatever else so all that stuff now is at your fingertips and it is mobile friendly uh, for iPads and iPhones, Samsung phones, all that stuff. The second thing we do is the. Sorry, go ahead and give that URL real quick. Uh, www.laderalife.com. Okay, I'll put it in the description. We'll be able to do Ladera Life. And then, I mean, I've been there. I just wanted yeah, to hear it. The other thing we do is uh, put out the Roots and Wings magazine. It's a quarterly publication. I've seen that once. It comes out, tells you about, uh, you know, open up the front cover, and there's a letter where Greg and Chase give their little words of uh, encouragement to everybody. Um, and then it breaks down. It gives you resources for Larks, Larmac, all the cl- all the clubhouses. It gives you... Where do you get it? Or it's digital? It's it's mailed to everybody physically. Every mm-hmm. resident in Ladera gets it every quarter. Yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah, you'll get it in the, you'll get okay. it in the mail. It's it's four times a year. So. And the, one that, the last one that came out gives you a tear-out section there. So you can tear out the middle and put it on your fridge and it lists all the different concerts oh, in the park and the 4th of July. I love that. Are we going to have four again this year? Or? It was four last uh, year, right? I think five it, or six. It always depends on when 4th of July falls because it's we try to do it the Friday after 4th of July, but 4th of July is on a Monday this year, so we probably would skip a Friday and then start the following Friday. So it's usually four or five, but it also depends on the fields. I think a lot of people don't understand that we there's a tight schedule between usage of the facilities and and our events we have over 40 events a year 
And so we have to work very closely with, you know, they're going to shut the fields down this summer because they have to do field maintenance. The, the mm. fields are in bad, bad shape. So because are, of the e-bikes or just because of no, years just of ju- it's just, I mean, it founders, gets, I mean, it that's gets a huge lot, piece of grass. It gets a lot of use. There's soccer, there's, there's all kinds Baseball, of sports yeah. down there. And then it just gets, it, you know, gets overgrown with, with uh, invasive weed species and things like that. So it's, it's time to kind of go in and get that reestablished but um you know it doesn't help that we use reclaim water but that's that's how we irrigate so there's a lot of salts in that that kind of oh, no wreck idea the grass but yeah it just it's just it's hard it's hard water basically dang but it, so that might be closed all summer so that means no founders uh, it won't concerts. be closed you know we're gonna have concerts for sure there's okay, there um, yeah the concerts always start in the town green up top yeah by, yeah, up yeah winery up near the or, new uh rancher capistrano winery um and then we'll do the last two. We basically start with the smaller concerts, then end up with the bigger ones. Then we put uh, food trucks in the parking lot and everything else there. Just oh, it's it so up. much fun. Like you said, get involved in the community. Like if you're not going, I try to go to all of them, but if you're not going to at least half the concerts in the summer, you're blowing it as a resident. And that's you're what totally blowing it. And that's what Larks is about all the events. And basically we design it, especially like with the, uh, the spring festival and all that, where we do the Easter egg hunts, you know, so oh, anybody who's got young kids, all you have to do is show up and, mm-hmm. you know, for, for get the nominal, wristband for the Easter egg hunts. Yeah, spend 10 bucks for a wristband. The kid rides the rides all day and does the caricatures and the face mm-hmm. painting. So and much stuff. Hunts the, the, you know, give them a basket. They go pick up eggs and all that stuff. It's So what we try to do is create plug and play stuff so parents can just show up with their kids and look like a hero that they've Love got that. all this stuff there for them already. And then Thank a couple you. times a year yeah, we do some adult oriented or not yeah, I was gonna say, let's not see. adult content wise, but more like serving alcohol events where we have uh, adults only and no kids there. Yeah, we had the gastropub one that was that was pretty cool. Um, Cocktails guys. and comedy in the past and casino nights. Yeah, and, and I think that that to, to, to kind of add to what Jay was talking about, um, a lot of people get confused that this is part of their HOA dues every month, and mm-hmm. it's not. You buy a house here, you pay that one time. So it's the 0.25% fee that you guys are, or that Lark's is called It's called a community enhancement fee. Okay. And that's our source of funding. We do not get any funding from HOA dues at all. It's, you know, people confuse that all the time. So that is our source of funding. So I can tell you right now, home sales are crap. And so we look at that and we're looking at our budget and we have to manage that. We, We actually plan our budget a year in advance. So we're making decisions, trying to read the crystal ball, trying to figure out what's going to happen with home sales. And we have to be very um, responsible with the money, yeah. trying to figure that out Gotta so that we don't want to cut back in the services because it's that is part of the community. That is why we're all here. This this is We do over 40 events a year. You know, We have teen leadership council that plan. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of teen events. They have babysitting. They have college coaching they have um cpr classes yeah i see it um, come up all the time they have like know, a neon party coming up or something yeah, right we Is do pool parties teens? so there's there's a lot of um a lot of events all the programming jay was talking about in the roots and wings the summer programming that's coming up so whether it's guitar lessons or dance lessons swimming whatever those are also in roots and wings but they're also on the ladera life website okay um, Jay was also talking about like the, the, the block party money. Yeah, that's um, cool. So yeah. one of the things, if you don't know who your neighbor, neighborhood activity coordinator is, you just go into your Ladera Life site. When you log in, it it will tell you who your... Oh, perfect. It'll tell you who your, your point of contact is. 
And if there's nobody there, that means it's time for you to step there up. There we go. <laughs> All right. All right. Done. So speaking, but the new homeowner welcome reception says Tuesday, June 6th from 6 to 7.30 p.m. And that's going down at? It should be at the. It doesn't say where. It's like extra work. Yeah, it's usually at the Oak Knoll. Oak Knoll. House. Okay. Yeah. Tuesday, June 6th, 6 to 7.30. Then it says there's a teen neon pool party from 6.30 to 8.30 on Tuesday, June 13th brought by the teen leadership council and that's first you're too old for that too old six to twelfth grade i'm just letting the parents know out there (laughs) funny guy that's funny huh Uh, hey i feel like i'm 18 yeah right there (laughs) oh that's just wrong in so many ways okay so yeah very cool and then let's see avondale courts are being resurfaced oh we're getting a pickleball court do we have any pickleball courts or it's all tennis courts so far <laughs> this is a loaded question so um both actually we we have converted the tennis courts down at the avondale clubhouse to accommodate pickleball um we also have um, one of the things that we did oh, it's probably been what a year now we allocated funding um and moved that over to Larmac so that they could add services. Um, it was about a half a million dollars that we approved um, to to add services. Um, pickleball was one of the top things. So that Fastest is in growing pro- sport in America. Yeah, that's in progress right now. So for those who don't know, um, over at the Avondale Clubhouse by the mini splash pad that's over there, there's a green patch of grass that's unused. And so the courts are planned to go in there. Um, we're going through the county permitting process right now, soils nice. analysis and sound testing and all kinds of crazy stuff that we have to do for the county before we can break ground. So a lot of people are frustrated that we're not just bulldozing and, and starting to put stuff up. But that's that's part of what's going on. Um, we just put in an 18-hole disc golf um, yeah, addition. that's fantastic. Yeah, so that just got added. Um, so I think we're going to be doing an event or something. And that's come as you first come, first serve type Yeah, thing. there's yeah. no reservations. Nice. It's basically... Yeah, we, we, we started with nine holes, and it became real popular. And then we decided we hired a designer to extend it out along the trails. since so now we've got a full 18-hole disc golf course. It's so rad. It's fun. It's great. And then great. We're, we're putting in a half-court basketball court down there at Avondale as well. So we're adding to the basketball court that's there and putting a, a half <laughs> It's a great court. You know, these, the, this was part of our contribution because we didn't have a whole lot of events and things during COVID. We, we did what we could, Mm -hmm. you know, we had drive through events and things like that. So we really, you know, our, our event planning committee and our staff really did a good job trying to pivot with all the, all the different restrictions and things that were going on. But, you know, we, we made a decision as, as a board to take some of those funds that we collected and move them so that they can be used towards some of these other um, permanent uh, activities and just kind of make some added improvements without having to raise the association dues. Thank you for Um, that. So, you know, those are some things that people don't really know what we do when we're in our meetings and we're, you know, they just think that we're just, you know, the party group. And how long have you guys been actual board members for Lark? I've been on for 13 years. Wow. Okay. Wow. I think seven or eight. Okay. Nice. I I, That's. I don't. I don't count. And Greg was on our event planning committee before oh, yeah. he was on our board, and now his wife is on our event planning no, committee. No, she's well, she she's, was, but she's she's no longer. But no longer. But yeah. So you know, uh, we both come from families of service. That's we've, beautiful, though. Yeah. I mean, you're inspiring I know, I think, me. I think I'm 17 years into the, but it's fun. You know, this yeah. is part of the the 
the return we get is when we see the kids and the families and they're like saying thank you. I mean, there's always the people that complain. We have we have surveys. Complain? Oh my gosh. They complain about the prizes at the Oh my gosh. <laughs> what? But, ten bucks, you know, ten bucks. Uh, well, like you're getting great return on that ten bucks. That's the best ten dollar wristband in the world. And the I line will... was too long for the face painting uh-huh. and this and that. And oh, we've had people complain that it's the wrong time of day because their kids have to take a nap. But you know, we can't make everybody happy. <laughs> Apparently not. Wow. So you know, it, it is what it is. You're never going to make everybody happy. But well, I'll I give think... you a quick story of one of the then history of Ladera. About, you know, when I was first on the board, so it was in the late 2000, like 09, 10 time frame. We would get every event that we did in Founders Park, we got a complaint, a noise complaint. Oh, my gosh. And it was a guy who bought a house right on Celis, right across <laughs> from the park. Okay. And at the top end, yeah, it got to the point where we had to hire a sound engineer to come to every event to make sure we didn't go above a certain decibel level. What we offered the guy to put him up in a hotel every time we did an event, and he fought us. Did he have a family? I forget, I don't know his whole personal story, but it was just like he bought a house right on the park in Ladera, yeah, and then when there were events in the park. He called a complaint That's every so, single time. Like, come on, dude. And you offered a hotel? I've been like, yeah, Ritz Carlton, Monarch event, Beach. Let's you know, go. Nope, nope. You got to lower the sound. Wow. So then it costs us thousands of dollars to have sound engineer come to every event to make sure we weren't above a certain decibel level. People, so man. People. Yeah, it's, I, that he, that he, stuff bugs me. He did have a family. Did. Poor yeah. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I'm not on Boom Shaka, but I like that. I like that. No, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. No, it happens all the time. You know, it, you got this many people that live in the community, and, you know, there's always, there's always going to be some complaints. But I think, by and large, the response that we get from most everybody is that they really enjoy what um, what we do for the community and they, they enjoy the events. Um, summer concerts are very popular. The holiday events, all of our signature events like 4th of July, holiday time, spring, fall. Um, you know, yeah, and I encourage if you, uh, my favorite thing are the concerts in the park. And yeah. it's just, if, if you have not been, if you're listening to this podcast and you've never been to a concert in the park, you got to go to at least one this summer. You will show up. People come home after work their wives go throw a towel down in the middle of the afternoon to save their spot. Mm-hmm. They come with picnic lunches. They sit out there. They drink wine. They have beer. You know, in in red cups. You know, you can't have open containers. But uh, you know, you go. You have a good time. You listen to music for a couple hours, and you go home, it's and rad. it's still not that dark great. Time. Cover bands too. It's and fun we, music. Yeah, I mean, we have an yeah. event planning committee that auditions all these different oh, groups sick. and listens to stuff and picks out and we try to have a different theme every week so you're not going to have five heavy metal bands in a row you'll sure. have a neil diamond impersonator then you'll have a 80s pop rock group yeah, and red hot chili something. peppers impersonator i feel like was one time we did that we did that one we, we've had a few duds um oh who were the guys that were the van halen ones they were terrible oh I forget that. It was we we reminded him several times that he was to do a family focused thing. Oh, he, the guy thought he was David Lee Roth, Uh-oh. and he 
pulled out a bra and threw it out into the crowd and just stupid. Yeah, he was just the guy was, yeah. he was not invited back. But. That's fantastic, dude. <laughs> well, Got to keep wow. it family friendly. Yeah. yeah well, most so, definitely. They're probably paying good or getting paid good money. I'd imagine to, you know, be there. And yeah. It's uh there really. was one last year that was really good and they really got the crowd fired up. I don't remember um trying to think of which one. You know, I can't get to all of them, but um you know, that's the fun part when you see the crowd engaged and they're up there, you know, dancing with the kids and everybody totally. up there. So it is it is really fun. Kids are just screaming. So you said put your towel in the middle of the day. That gave me like a pro tip real quick. 4th of yeah. July. Well, they're super uh, early. Uh, paint your face like Braveheart and just freaking run. Like I, I need to video that this year on on for YouTube because couple, that is the couple. greatest scene in Ladera. Is that Fourth of July fighting for that fireworks spot at six in the morning? I swear, because they don't let you on the grass. They don't like right. they're like super gnarly. Like, Somebody did drone footage of it one year oh, and they did beautiful. it in slow motion. <laughs> it was actually. It was actually pretty fun. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I bet. I'm sure it's still out there somewhere on YouTube. Just savagery. Yeah. Straight savagery. All right, I'll yeah. give you guys something we don't have in our community. So today I learned about hungry, hungry hippos. Hippos owned by drug kingpin Pablo Escobar in a private zoo have long since established themselves in the jungle terrain surrounding his former compound in a 120-mile stretch of the, of the Magdalena River. The Colombian government has spent years trying to figure out what on earth to do with the displaced animals, including sending hunters out to kill them. Extremely unpopular protesters ensued, as well as a per current campaign to castrate as many as possible. So far, extremely brave biologists have successfully fixed 11 male hippos and two female hippos out of over 100 40 that now live in the wild <laughs> that is a true story is it I, I, yeah that is true i've i've seen documentaries on that that's insane. yeah you had like a compound down there and um after they raided him the kid there was a caretaker that was still there and those the population just exploded and yeah, yeah, sorry, I can't afford food for the hippo on my own. I'm just gonna hippos are dangerous animals. Oh, too. I heard they're yeah. mean. Yeah, who, I don't know who went in and castrated one, but I, w I want to meet that dude. Yeah, well, I, I suspect <laughs> they hit it with a tranquilizer gun for <laughs> waited, <laughs> waited ten minutes. And free then, hand, yeah, <laughs> free hand, right? That's just so gnarly. Like, imagine. I don't know. I feel like too. There's probably like monkeys and stuff out there from circus trains that have crashed, or I don't know. Scuba Steve did it. Scuba Steve. You know Scuba Steve is, right? The that's from Adam Big, Sandler. That's from, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Big Daddy. All right, so let me see here. Let's see. I got, how about school book bannings? Then you guys give me a Today in Ladera. So oh. an analysis, this one's called Busy Bodies from Washington Post. An analysis of all the book challenges filed over the 2021-22 school year in 153 school districts that received a formal request to remove books found that a small group of people were responsible for the vast majority of all banning attempts. 11 people who filed 10 or more requests to challenge books were responsible for two thirds of the challenges with one person filing 92 challenges. Just 6% of book challenges were responsible for 60% of the filings to ban books. Most of the attempts were requests to get books with LGBTQ content banned, with 68% of the challenges happening over LGBTQ content. Often, they don't even have a connection with the school. Only one in five challengers even identified as a parent. Gnarly, right? I found that's crazy that it's not the parents trying to get these book bans. It's just totally strangers. 
Well, I mean, I guess you could look at it from both sides, but I mean, there's a lot of stuff that gets introduced to kids. That but if I don't have a parent in the school, I don't care what the kid's reading. Am I a bad citizen for saying that? I I don't believe that kids need to be exposed to certain things I agree at an with early that. age. You okay. know, I think there's there's a point where you know if if they need to be made aware of that that's fine but it doesn't need need to be done at a second third grade a level thousand percent agree and and so if you don't have you don't have somebody watching over that whether they're a parent or not you know look at all the crazy stuff that's been going on i mean we yeah. just had the librarian uh come in from the county this last week and jay's you know he was pretty adamant about you know what what's allowable in terms of you know what is reasonable so the librarian and came in from there's county. a county librarian that so came. the, the f- it's called friends of the library it's an organization here in ladera ranch okay. that works through the public library and like when we do our um community yard sale event we set up a shredding truck for people to bring yeah, shredding I've stuff. Yeah, taken advantage of that. We have a group, a uh, group that comes and takes electronic waste. We have uh, Goodwill brings takes tons of, of tons too. of stuff yeah, out of here. But friends of the library collect a lot of books from people in the community, and then they resell those and they raise money, and that helps pay for librarians, extra people to come and volunteer and do things during the summer. So there's a lot of, like story time for young kids that come and they get read to in the summer because. It's hot outside. The air condition. There's air conditioning in the library. They can come and hear stories and that sort of thing. So, there's a lot of good work that they do, and they they have these reading contests where kids can win prizes if they read X number of books a week for oh, the summer. Fantastic. So there's some good things there. But you know, with with all the stuff we're hearing nowadays, we just you know want it to be very clear. Like, uh, you know, the story hours are not going to be uh, colorful characters from the outside coming. Well, thank in to you do for that. doing that, man. That's something I. Yeah, it's. Yeah, thank I saw, you. I saw a meme the other day. Because that's something I would never even know how to do or think to do. And I saw a meme the other day, and it just made me think. It's like, you know, all these crazy, you know, drag queen story hours. How come they're not volunteering to go speak at old folks' homes? Like, why do they only want to do it with young, impressionable kids? Yeah, that's the sad it's part. It's like, you know, you start to think about, like, if they really wanted to be this proud, then there's plenty of senior citizens' homes out there where nobody's entertained. Go start with them. <laughs> no, yeah. Plenty to entertain there. Yeah, well well said. All right, so boom, you just changed my... I totally get it. It's like watchdogs out there just watching over for society. So I like that. Busy bodies. Keep on up. Keep on up. All right, I mean, gosh, we've. Uh, I feel like this has been my most community-oriented episode ever and i i absolutely love it but before i let you guys out of here we're gonna get some urban dictionary words of the week so okay you ready for this let's (laughs) test some slang let's test some street knowledge let's just see what we got going on first one ninja sex what is ninja sex we've all done it i'll tell you that uh I don't know. Wearing black pajamas. <laughs> all right, all right. I don't know. Does it involve swords? <laughs> it says ninja sex, silent sexual intercourse in order to avoid awaking a sleeping baby. Oh, okay, I got you. <laughs> yeah, you know, and the kids are silent assault. Yeah, silent assault. She's like, come on, baby, okay. please. Shh, shh. 
Ninja Sax. You learn something new every day. Yeah, right? Hey, that was kind of a random one. Oh, this is a good one, too. Quantum physics. Quantum physics. What is quantum physics? Do you know what it is? According to Urban Dictionary. Well, I'd love to discuss quantum physics. That stuff gets my juices flowing. Not according to Einstein. With not a bunch of people who know string theory and unified field theory and all those. Yeah. um, When it comes to Urban Dictionary, no, I do not know what... uh, All right, it just says the ultimate mind screw. So if somebody just says something totally like asinine to you, you could just look at them and say quantum physics. Like, Uh, what are you talking about? But then in parentheses, the reason why I chose it, because I experienced this a lot, it says... The reason one sock disappears when you do your laundry. That's the sock monster. Sock monster. All right. I say quantum physics. Like almost like unexplainable, <laughs> right? You don't know why or where the sock goes. That's what we used to call it the sock monster. It just goes. The sock monster. I like that. Mm. Yep. All right. All right. Last one. Let's see. Do not pull, pull up duck butter. Oh, do you want to go there? No, okay. do not. Okay. I was trying to keep it kind of classy. <laughs> That's but- just bait. <laughs> yeah, or like Dirty Sanchez or something like that. Nah, no, nah, we're keeping it good. Cleveland Steamer. Oh, oh, no. Cleveland Hot Carl. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Rhinolith. And then I'll use it in a sentence. How about that? He says, yep, that was it all right. Look at the size of this thing. I think they use these to build Stonehenge. What is a Rhinolith? That's dead silence right there. Crickets. Yeah. I'm looking at you. <laughs> You're stumped. I am clueless. <laughs> All right. It is. A rhinolith is an enormous hard booger that, when removed, has a semblance of having a rock pulled from one's nose. <laughs> it says, dude, I can't breathe. And he says, check your nose for a rhinolith. And he says, yep, got it. Thanks. Look at the size of that thing. I think they use these to build Stonehenge. So rhinolith. <laughs> <laughs> see i'm just not hip and cool i've never heard that one either i just picked these because i think they're funny i don't know if the kids actually say them but you know we had some good ones cleveland steamer hot carl i hope people are out there looking those up but <laughs> you know i think this might be my first episode ever where we don't have to tag it with the with the you know explicit tag so wait oh let me get your opinion on one more so this is a good one a little thing called like off my chest where people kind of say things and this one had me going like dude i can't believe this dude said that like what a dumbass right like oh, people it says today was just a crap day i was working at a nursery and was hanging out in front of my work with my 15 month old son who my mother had just dropped off my daughter was tired and fussy and nuzzled my chest trying to nurse a dad who's got his son at my nursery made a comment meant as a joke as to how she probably gets a good feed from those things ha 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 it made my skin crawl especially since my daughter you know, basically, could you believe that? Like, wow. Where did this happen? Just at a, at a nursery, you know, some dad made a comment like that. And this woman was all upset and posted about it. But like, come on guys out there. Some people shouldn't talk. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. How do you just like, let, let something like that. Some fly? things you don't say out loud. Exactly. No matter what you think, Especially to you strangers. You just got to bite that tongue and, and let it, yeah it's so inappropriate to even say that i mean how yeah, yeah that's, how do, how that's do the do? pro tip uh, no do you have a pro tip you didn't give us a pro tip huh? uh, for ladera you did not give us a pro tip just jay did for, for ladera yeah oh absolutely yes learn how to drive in the traffic circle oh boom shaka i need to switch this that's like boom shakalaka
I love that. Thank you. If you're in the circle, you have the right of way. If you're outside of the circle, you got to wait for the other car to get out of the circle. Very simple. Extremely simple. Do not stop at the circle when there is nothing in there. You it can is... tell the out of towners <laughs> totally, they're confused, right? yeah. or the Uber people, or the DoorDash people. It drives me nuts. You know what else was a driving one we had a while back was a uh, Cecil Pasture. That light drives me nuts. The no right on red. They should just let people make a right it used on to that be, red. It it used to be a turn signal there. You used to be able to turn left at the dog park. Then oh. a bunch of people complained, and they put the red light in and. So it's yep that you you used to be able to go down through there and you used to there was a stoplight there that you could make the left turn go down towards Crown Valley through Cecil but everybody that lives down there said there was too much traffic so years ago oh. they got taken out Damn. and then to stop people from coming the other way they made it so that it was inconvenient for you to make a right turn on the red light. Mm-hmm. And so that's why that's there. That's a tough one. I'm sure you guys that's feel Ladera. my pain That's there. Ladera history right there. <laughs> so when you look at it and you're like, this is so dumb, that's why. Okay, wait, speaking of Ladera history, so the skate park's a very, very, very fond place of mine. And when they put up the new fence, they've moved it from 9 p.m. to 8 p.m. closure. How can I fight that? City Hall. I want it back to nine. City Hall made us go to 8 p.m.? There's no City Hall. No. (laughs) (laughs) If you have a complaint on that, I would show up at the next LARMAC board meeting. HOA. Yeah, the HOA, LARMAC. And they have a public session. You show up early. You put your name on a piece of paper and what you want to talk about. They call you up. You get to address the board and say, hey, I'm concerned with this, especially summer's here. It's not dark until after nine. Why are you closing the skate park at eight? Can have you guys heard why? Do you know or no? I have no idea. Yeah. But I'm just saying that, that that's the method if you want to okay. complain about Next something regarding. Are those HOA meetings quarterly, monthly? I think they're monthly. They're monthly. They they're dark usually they go will Ladera Life Yeah, tell me? most of our meetings we go dark during the summertime. So they're usually. Yeah, LaderaLife.com will we'll tell we'll have that info. Yeah. Okay, beautiful. Yeah. yeah, but that's that's the forum to do that kind of stuff. And, and it, it could be that it's you know winter months or whatever because we do the same thing like the water park is going to open this weekend nice it's it's open from uh, memorial day through labor day and then we shut it down so um it could be that it's it's you know not used that much during the winter months i don't know yeah lorac is pretty good with tracking um you have to have a resident card to get in there. yeah yeah so they try a special card it's different than the pool card yeah, that's and all the that. special one yeah. yeah but they track that for the dog park they track it for the oh you need a special dog park else. card too. no no it's just a, a oh, resident okay. card yeah yeah but well i have track- two cards i have one specifically for the skate park then i have one that gets me into the pools and yeah the skate yeah. park is the is the only amenity that we have here that has a separate card okay. all the other ones you can use for all the other but i think amenities. it's free now it used to be like five bucks i want to say it was free because i lost my card and had to go back oh i don't know what I've, I've never been to the skate park personally. I drive by it all the time, but um, no, they charge you five bucks for the card, not even for the year. Like if you want the skate card, you go and they give it to you. Oh, it's five bucks. I guess that's something I should know. Well, I live in Covenant. You have to pay twenty bucks for a transponder to nice. get through the gates. So, but that's a different thing, you know. You. So you guys are Ladera lifers. Been here a long time. Um, you know. You know I. Like I said, I moved here. My my oldest son was about five when we moved here. And it was, you know, he started the school year in the Los Angeles Unified School District. And we finished up the year in Ladera. And it was literally night and day. I mean, I went to the first open house in September up in Los Angeles. 
And uh, there's maybe three parents in the room. That's you know, sad. That's a couple sad. kids, whatever. And then we did the the same parent night in the spring in Ladera, and it was literally standing room only. Every kid had two parents there. Some had grandparents as well. It was like, oh my god, this yeah. is the, the level of parental involvement and everything was so much different. And uh, we've had a great system. My kids went through Oso Grande, Ladera Ranch my Middle. Of, yeah. My oldest went to Tesoro. My next two go to San Juan Hills. Is that school choice or are you zoned for Tesoro versus San Juan? Uh, it's school choice because uh, the Melarus taxes that Ladera paid went to fund both schools. So you could kind of choose. San Juan's you massive. Wanted. Isn't it like 4,000 kids or something? Yeah, it's crazy. A big yeah, and the traffic is miserable getting in and out of that. Oh, place. I haven't had to go there in the morning. I'm glad I don't have to deal with that anymore. We had when we moved in, we had 53 kids on our street that were under the age of 12. That's amazing. Yeah, on your street, on our street, a cul-de-sac, and we have 22 homes on our street. So it was, <laughs> it was nuts. never but, a dull um, moment. You know, we've we've watched a lot of these kids who were two and three years old grow up, and one of them, she's got her own kid now, and two of them just graduated college. Um, yeah so it's it's you know and and we do a lot on our street i mean if you go around during christmas we're on we're in sterling Glen, uh we're on shively street so we're one of the christmas streets okay and that's something that Shiv- shively i uh sh- shively shively okay. shively no tomato, 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 tomato. Yeah, no yeah, nice you know. yeah you guys are like world ladera famous so ladera famous yeah for we're sure. the we're the frozen house if you've ever been by yeah, there. So, yeah nice that's that's, that's so, our house but you know that, that that's part of the community that that when we moved here that was a big thing we always did stuff we did used to do so pictures. your street was already doing that so you moved in and your neighbor's like look no this is christmas in, you're decorating i don't care if you've never decorated before in your life you're freaking decorating well that's what we do to them now there's very <laughs> I love it. but no when we it. moved in we were all we're original homeowners sure okay and so that was part of the thing that we we put together on our street and we've maintained that for almost 20 years now so that it, you know it's fun watching these kids who were two three years old and they remember that you know they remember the the legacy of all the christmases all that stuff yeah. that we did we've done on our street we used to do pig roasts and all kinds of stuff oh, so you know, um, that's that's the sense of community that when we moved here, that's what we were looking for. And, you know, part of the reason that I've been taking on all this other stuff is that I'm seeing more of that drift. Mm. And we want to bring that back. We want to get it back to the way that it should be and that it could be. And that's that's the whole reason that we're trying to get this safety stuff sure. under control again. It's like I said, it's not the e- just the e-bikes. It's it's everything yeah. and crime. And we've got um, Jay and I've been pretty involved in a lot of the um, getting our community leaders outside, whether it's at the county uh, district supervisor level, um, Orange County Sheriff, CHP um, superintendent from the school district. I mean, we're we're getting everybody involved to do a team approach to bring this community back to what it what it's known for and so are you guys the closest thing we have to a city council i don't know i don't know about that i mean yeah, we're just we're just involved it's a different structure but it's just you know we're, we're passionate about our community and yeah. and having it work for everybody and and creating a, a sense of family a real sense of community and you know when i first moved here i you know we i lived in la i live in sherman oaks actually just it's a nice in, area in valley we lived in Sherman Oaks for nine years. We bought a house there. I knew my next door neighbor and the people 
two houses in front of me, but half a block away, I never met those people in nine years. <laughs> You know, well and, and so we yeah. came down here, and I've got. It's like you said, because everything is a cul de sac. So you almost yeah, have like so we no had like choice. eight houses on our block, and we did block parties. Just our we did, we did, you know when we first moved in, probably in the first year, we got I went and introduced myself to all my neighbors, and you know there's two things. One was it helps to know all who your neighbors are. You know, we are still an earthquake country. If a disaster does happen, if we have an earthquake, we're going to rely on each other. We're going to have to help each other out. So it goes to some basic stuff like that. But it was also about just being comfortable and knowing people. And we did did what was called a progressive dinner party. So we had one house hosted appetizers. The next one had appetizers. The next one had cocktails. The next one had dinner. The last one had dessert. And we went from house to house to house with all the families. And we had a blast getting to know each other. You get to see your neighbor's houses. You see what's going on. Yeah, that's fun. You know, that, that was adult more. It was in the evening with the adults. But then we also had, you know, kid parties and other things. And our neighbor has five or six kids down the street. And so they do like um, Easter every year. They do it for all the houses, even oh, if we don't nice. ask for it. Like we wake yeah. up in the morning and they they got chalk outlines of little bunny feet on our front doorstep and they, they leave something <laughs> for, fun, for our kids. Dude. That's fun. Um, Halloween, it's great. Oh, the animal parents, Halloween's crazy here. The parents set up with sit at the end of the driveway with bottles of wine and people just come walking by, refilling their oh, glasses. Oh, nice. Wait, what street are the, you? The, the red, red, red cup and... Yeah. So red moms are all cup. drinking wine, having a good time, and the kids are all running around you know, getting yeah. candy and having a good time. Yeah, so I don't want that to change. It bums me out that you say it's kind of changing i mean i've been here five years and i love our street we don't have 53 kids but we have you know there's a good amount of kids on our street right here too well that's the importance of it right you you have to be involved you can't be you know there's a lot of people that want to get online and complain about stuff and that's one thing that just drives me nuts is that it's okay to complain about it but offer a solution don't don't just complain offer a solution and if you think you have something to offer then volunteer volunteer jump in help out we can always use help yeah you know don't be a bystander and a complainer that's exactly why i first got involved on the board you know i moved to the community and i thought it was wonderful and great but some things i thought couldn't use improvement and then there was a posting for hey we're we're looking for people to get on the board so i took a non-voting board seat for a year to get my feet wet to learn what was going on but then i started implementing things and making suggestions and making changes and like greg says you know i want to be part of the solution i want to create things that are going to really create memories for families to to be here and enjoy it and have kids remember it and i think you guys are doing a fantastic job honestly i really do we're hoping before we we think so too so don't forget (laughs) there's still a time to vote so oh uh, i was gonna that's what i was just gonna bring up yeah we're co-campaigning so split your votes do this we want to go so half and half okay so they go to ladera.life.com to vote or they have to vote through the email they got so they will get an email okay or a or a piece of paper in the mail or yeah so they're gonna they're gonna get both actually so if and some people have said that they haven't received anything in the mail um, if you didn't get an email or something in the mail, you can go on the Ladera Life site. You can go to the voting thing. It's one of the, the top banners. And it's run by iTivote or something like that. Yeah, iTivote. I'm trying to pull up the email now because I remember and seeing so there's it. a customer service thing on there. So they can see if you voted for your address. So if you haven't already voted, you can go to their customer service and request the password login information, and they'll send it to you. But you have until June 9th. 
perfect uh, this year. And every home, every home gets two votes. Yes. Okay. Nice. So uh, one and one. Got one Jay's, one Greg. Got you guys. So, but my wife and I only get two votes. You get one two, home. You get yeah, one you home, get, two yeah. votes. So, okay. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. And just so the people know, my email came. I'm gonna do this when you guys leave. My email came from Larmac at tyvote dot com yep. or tieivote.com i'm sorry tieivote.com and it, and it right in the top right corner it has my username and it has my password correct um and then yeah it's pretty straightforward you just yeah and easy. as as of today our participation rate is only just over five percent of potential voters mm-hmm. so it's a very low turnout so we want people to to if if you want to have the same things that the services and the events that have been going on. That's, that's what we do. And so if you enjoy what, what we put together, then keep us in there and we'll keep, we'll keep doing the work. Beautiful. Yeah. Ladera ranch is about population, about 30,000 people. I was going to say we're about 25,000. I thought 30,000. Okay. How many homes is that? Like 5,600? 70. I think there's 7,000 something dwellings. So that includes single family, multifamily. Gotcha. Condos. That's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. Seven thousand times four is about only five percent have voted. You know, yeah, that's so it's crazy. Like, get out and do something. You at least have a say. No, nope. most definitely. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna vote. I'll put it on. I mean, I need to get better on social media, but yeah, I'll make some people vote. So, question: If I at the next concert, if I wanted to set up like a Stein Time podcast booth and have like a Mario Kart Nintendo tournament, is that something I could do, or is it like? How do you be a vendor at these events? I don't know that you'd events? want to do it at the concert, but yeah, um, there are definitely other events that we have booth space to do things. You know, we do a lot. We sponsor a lot of um, different businesses and a lot of different things at um, our events. So we can put you in touch with the event planning team. Nice. And, you know, they can slot you in somewhere because um, a lot of businesses are out there, you know. Yep. yep, um, yep. And we, we do try to make sure that our local businesses are getting um, getting their exposure because that is part of it is that everybody's, you know, we, we want the community, not just the families and everything, but the businesses that are here. There's a lot of small businesses that we want to make sure that they're thriving as well. Nice. Very nice. So, and so that's one of the things that we do as a board is we give preferential selection to anybody that lives in ladera so you kind of start with anybody who owns a business in ladera got it i'll okay, give you okay, first okay. shot okay to represent us or be a vendor for us mm-hmm. and then we'll go one step beyond there well if you're in mission viejo or rancho santa margarita or one of those we'll then give you the business and then if we can't find anybody to do that particular thing then we'll go to an outside vendor that's not yeah. well yeah i mean i'm not necessarily selling a product or a service so just be straight for marketing you know yeah. get recognition out there and then part of it's having a NBA Jam or NFL Blitz or more Super Nintendo Mario Kart tournament, something that you know we could all. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. I think spring and, and fall festival are the ones that we bring. Yeah, a lot of outside vendors and people to do different things with. So those are probably one of the two that would be the best. Yeah, yeah spring the spring events done, but um, yeah, fall's coming up, so we could check with them and find out. But. Yeah, nice. All right, so but you guys got my vote. I'm sure you got all my all our. Uh, Listeners, folks, is there any fans? Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there anything you know else you feel we you didn't cover? You want we want to bring up? Like, uh... no, I think this the overall theme is just you know get involved. Yeah. So, how can the people you know uh, find you? I know your kids are 
a little older, so they might not see you around the little league fields or whatnot. But where can they? Ladera Dads, you guys basically run that site. I feel I don't like run it. I'm just on there, and that's. It, but I mean, you're like a respected community member there, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, we've got saying. you know, you got Ladera Moms page for the moms. You got the Ladera Dads page. I, I, I don't. Why is Ladera Dads so much easier to join? I, I I've never been, been on Ladera Moms, but I just know that Dude. I think Ladera Dads is a great page. I mean, I see yeah, post great. stuff posted all the time, like, "Hey, I need this," and "Oh, I've got." Oh, the, the people are. Awesome. I need a drill, or I need this, or I need whatever, and and somebody's always stepping up. Or hey, uh, my dishwasher broke. I need an appliance repair guy, and like three people respond like within yeah. an hour, like, "Oh, here I've used this guy. He's good. He's good." Um, it, it's a great resource, and I think it's just dudes just helping each other out. You yeah, know? it's fully. just. You know, I think that's part of the community. It's like we are, we want to be a tight-knit community. We want to help each other out. And I just, you know, like we said, we want to be, now when it comes to our kids, we want to be looking out for each other's kids and making sure they're staying out of trouble and that sort of thing. Yeah, I gave away some baseball tickets on there because I, I, oh, we couldn't yeah. go. It was like a last-minute thing. And I'm like, hey, sorry, it's 4.30. The game starts at 7. I Go saw up. a guy posted today for... This guy got two tickets to Taylor Swift. Oh, what? Make your kids happy. $8,000. Oh, my God. People are like, yeah, my daughter's not worth that much. Yeah, yeah. right? Like, Shoot. Eight, where the heck are they? Like, I think it's SoFi Stadium. I forget what it was. Front row, like, though? Like, yeah, that's no. Lord. Like, How do you spend that much on a concert? I don't know. And then not go. I mean, yeah. hopefully everything's all right, but gosh. Eight grand? How do you even post that? Like, wow, eight grand. That's yeah, tough. It's, but I think that's, I think Ticketmaster is a total scam. I'll say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, dude, I had a really good news tidbit on Ticketmaster. Now that you say that, that I got to read for you real it, quick. It is a monopoly. I yeah, mean, they exactly. Nation, they might have antitrust like, stuff going on well, against them. They picked up Live Nation. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, they they basically control everything. And it's all, it's the thing that really pisses people off. You're like, Oh, I'll buy a ticket for $95. And you go to check out and it's like 130. It's like, yep, Oh, there's yep. a facility fee and a, this fee and a transaction fee. And it's like, Whoa, Whoa, what are you talking about here? This is kind of like when right. you check into a hotel, and, <laughs> oh, a resort well, there's fee. the resort fee and the Valley yep. parking fee and, and it's all like, the taxes. Whoa, just, yeah. Why don't you just tell me what, give me a round number. Tell me what it's going to be. Don't, don't nickel and dime me to death. I, I rented a car in Austin one time. And they're like, "Oh yeah, it's a it's a minivan. It's twenty nine dollars." And I'm like, "Okay, I'll take it." And then the, they checked me out, and it was like one hundred and five dollars. And I'm like, a day, "Wait, you yeah. said you said it was twenty nine dollars?" And they're like, "Well, it is, but these are all the airport fees and all air, the other yeah. stuff." And I'm like, "Holy crap!" It was yeah. Almost, Austin has an expensive airport. Oh, it tax. was ridiculous. Yeah. And then they make you walk like six miles to get to the car. <laughs> so yeah, the, it's a big airport, but yeah, that's that's an expensive place, but. Oh, all right, I can't find it, but yeah, it's exactly like you're saying. They're facing like antitrust and monopoly things because they have all these. Yeah, there's no other competition, and something like because they own Live Nation, people that refuse to use Ticketmaster like are getting blackballed yeah. from certain perform like you know, which is another abuse of power. And um, they're doing like what Uber does; they call it surge pricing. So oh, like when Taylor Lord. Swift comes out or when Bruce Springsteen came out, like so many people were trying to buy tickets, they just kept raising the price. So it was like two thousand a piece, twenty five hundred a piece, whatever. And people were like what? And then it's like, and the artists are like, well, we didn't know. It's like yeah, bullshit. Right. You didn't know. Yeah, it was right. in your contract that you signed that they were going to do this, and you get the overage or whatever. But it's right. just like, you know, don't play dumb after it's happened. Yeah, drives me nuts. You know, I, I saw an interesting interview with, um, I think it was Billy Joel. 
Old school. I love Billy Joel. There's Billy Joel, but he basically said, we have concerts. And I like the first two rows, we don't sell. And what I do is ahead of the time, like half hour before the show, I send one of my guys to like the nosebleed seats and grab a dozen people and move them up front. Right. Because I don't want to see these rich guys with their arm candy sitting in the front row so cool that they can't enjoy it. I love that. I want the people from the nosebleeds front and center because those people are my real fans. Dude, that is... Dude, that is so cool. That is so... Dude, I love Billy. I like Billy Joel a lot, but hearing that, like, legend, dude. And Jay will do that for you at the concerts at the park. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I love it. Well, very, very cool. I mean, gosh, we're coming up on 93 minutes. Um... I mean, time to check could, out. Yeah, I could sit here all night and shout because if any of you guys want to come back solo, you're more than welcome, you know. But just thank you. I, I really, when I first talked to you on the phone, Jay, I was, uh, I was just taken off guard. Well, a, I didn't know that there was a differentiation between HOA and Larks. Yep. So now I know that, and I guess the Larks people are way cooler, dude. You guys are. Way we're cooler. we're the party side. Yeah, we're the fun group. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I could I could see that. I feel that. Just easy way to remember A R C S activities, recreation, communication. That's what we do. That's what our rule is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I just say like I'm down with the Larks, not the Narks. right on all right well hey i say we take us out with some billy joel maybe what do you guys say sure yeah all right all right so they find you on ladera dads once again we have mr greg sink we have mr j rogers ladies and gentlemen long long time ladera residents uh you can see they're obviously ambassadors to the community for sure so um yeah please if you if you see him and you heard him on here i don't know my whole 10 listeners give them give them a high five That's okay no we're, we're the show's we, been doing good yeah before please, we please. get off i want to give a shout out to the south orange county raptors rugby club we are at the national championship right now we won Sick. our first game this morning we're moving on and uh it's pretty cool that we have a our own homegrown raptors rugby club we started about seven years ago um head head coach sam mcmillan um Beautiful. I'm on the board there. My kids all played rugby. They're still my father-in-law rugby. played Belmont Shore for years. He played yeah. football at Long Beach State, and then he was with Belmont Shore for years. Well, I think like kind of right when they were for 49 or he was 49 football team, and then Belmont Shore was the rugby club, right? Yeah, Belmont yeah. is still the rugby club, it's and they're still. at nationals too. So, okay. Southern California youth rugby. We cover everything from San Luis Obispo down to the Mexican border and all the way out to yeah. the Arizona border. We've got over 5,000 kids playing rugby. Nice. Um, I happen to be the president of Southern California Youth Rugby. And we have three teams at national championships. We have the San Diego Mustangs. We have the Belmont Shores. And we have the Orange South OC Raptors uh, wow. all competing at the national level. So we've got three teams in the you know top of the top ten. I love that. Like, rugby's so, badass, dude. You, got, you can't be no whip to play rugby. Southern California. And, and, is it in high schools or no? It's not a high school sanctioned sport yet. Well, we're hoping that it eventually gets there. Yeah. But um, oh, it's, you know, it's great. Big and, crowds. And, uh, you know, here from South County, we had uh, my son, who was obviously at West Point. Um, two of his teammates 
were starting guys as freshmen on the West Point rugby team, and they were national champions last year. Rad. So Tian Moscone and Lewis Patterson um, both came from down here, both played on the local teams, and now they're going to be serving our country and representing West Point at the Army uh, rugby. So good stuff I'm coming for him. Here. I'm rooting for him. Yeah, for sure. So wait, can we watch it? Is it online? It's like webcast? On, yeah, there's a uh, there's an app you can download for your phone, and it's called uh, the Rugby Network (TRN). It's a okay. green logo. Okay. Okay. And uh, yeah, you can watch the games during the day. Okay, I'll I'll put the link to that too. And then it's the, the it's just the well, national national. Uh, is it like high school? Not high school or high it's school? Just the. Uh, 2023 boys national championships. Boys national championships. Okay, nice. And well, by the time they hear this podcast, it'll be over because oh. today, tomorrow, and Saturday. That's but right. They can watch the highlights. That's okay. They can go back and look at it. And hopefully, we we go all the way. Hopefully, that'd be that's epic. Yeah. I'm gonna watch though because I, I I enjoy watching rugby. Those yeah. dudes are badass. So your son's just gnarly. All He'll, three of my boys are good. Yeah, that's cool. Three boys. I got one boy. They all play two football. Girls. They all play rugby. So yeah. Nice. Yeah, my son's baseball. Ten. My yeah, my son and girl, girl. I mean, it's fun. Ladera Sports. That's a whole nother show. Gosh. Oh yeah, we can do Ladera Sports Little yeah. League. Oh gosh. See, we didn't even talk about the good stuff. And we'll, we'll come just back fly. for another podcast on that. Maybe we'll bring some people with us. Please. It's amazing. I could have one for, more mic. So you two, one more. For <laughs> those that don't realize it, the number of pro athletes that retire <sighs> and live here in Ladera and the surrounding neighborhoods. <laughs> I mean, it's. Once you start to look at the list of names, it's pretty impressive. And that's why sports is competitive down here. Oh, it's intense. Really competitive. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But that's, yeah, I got side Topic for another day. Billy Joel. Mr. Mr. Greg. Mr. Mr. J. Piano Man. Take this out. Mr. They, piano Man. You. I was going to do Vienna, but you want Piano Man? No, okay. no. He's just the nickname of the Piano Man. So. Or how about We Didn't Start the Fire? That's a good old American classic right there. Yeah. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you for Thank having you. us. Appreciate it. My pleasure.
Sally Ryan. 